Hi, my name's Gina, and I'm going to tell you why Pink Floyd might have been onto something when he said Mama's going to keep you right here under his, her wing. Hi, I'm Chris, and I'm telling the story of the Queen of Aquitaine, and France, and England. Hi, I'm Darren, and as they say where I come from, laissez <laughs> le bon temps rouler, let the good times roll. What do these all have to do with mother? Find out in this week's episode of History Bluffs. Hello and welcome to another episode of History Bluffs, where truth is stranger than fiction. I'm Adam, your announcer, and this is your host, it's Adri. Hello. Hello. How's everybody doing? Welcome to History Bluffs. My name is Adri. I'm very happy to be hanging out with all of you tonight. If it's your first time, let's go over what's going to happen tonight. Tonight oh, let's we've got do it. three armchair historians here who've been given one topic. The topic was given to them before the show and they've spent so much time basically researching or or just filling in fantasy or fiction, whatever it is, two of them are telling the truth and one person is bluffing. So we're going to spend the next 30, 45 minutes figuring out who did what. Now, before we get started, uh, by the way, before we get started, can we say hello to Adam, our marvelous tech? Oh, hey, everybody. It's me. I control everything, including my own applause. Yes, <laughs> yes. Rightfully earned. <laughs> All right, use now, <laughs> before we get started with the game, I would love to meet and ask a very special question of our three historians. Why don't we bring them up into a nice cubic form? There we go. Gina, mm-hmm. Chris, Darren, how are you guys? Good. Cool. Excellent. So my question for each of you, we'll start with Gina. Um, who is the most famous or historically relevant mother you've ever met? Oh, let's see. Well, that's fascinating to me, because I will have to say, and I'm not saying this to be, but historically famous. She's not historically famous, but I will tell you that my mother was really, truly one of the most, the, the forces of nature, one of the best forces of nature that I ever met. And the only reason I say that, and she was special to me as my mom, but she also like did a lot of stuff for kids in the community. And I thought as a little kid, they, she had this poem that talked about like how all the parents were like. I, I wish I, I used to have it memorized. It was like all the parents were kind of like, you know, picking on a little kid up at bat. And like, and she she taught um, kids how to, she taught CCD at church. She taught uh, baseball. She taught football. She taught like all kinds of things. And she was very heavy in the community and all these things. And anyway, and then like, I always loved that she just thought it was for the kids and not like to teach them and that, that all kids could learn. And so don't make fun of the kid when he's first starting because he's trying to learn and they eventually will if you give them the space. And I love that about my mom. And I thought that was very cool. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. I love that story. For yeah. you non-Catholics, for, yeah. for you non-Catholics out there, CCD is catechism. Yeah, Sunday Catholic catechism. Yeah, Sunday school. Exactly. In, the, sometimes it's on a Wednesday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Chris, how about you? Most relevant or famous or historically relevant mother you've ever met? I am racking my brain uh, because uh, I've been lucky enough to meet several uh, and what the phrase historically relevant comes to mind. Um, 
you know, I would say, uh, wow, this is really a tough one to narrow down. Yeah. You know, you can um, say you can say my mom if you want. No, I'm, I uh, you've already <laughs> covered that. So, uh, but uh, all right, this is not necessarily historically relevant, but for my personal life, historically relevant, um, and that is, uh, I met uh, the mom of uh, one of the New York Mets that I was a huge fan of when I was growing up. Uh, uh, it was Bud Harrelson's mom at uh, at, a, at an event. And uh, it was just, you know, pretty cool to, and, and my mom was there. Uh, it was an awards thing for a baseball league. And, um, and Bud Harrelson was there as a speaker and his mom was there. Um, and, you know, he's not a historic, no offense to him, he's not a historically relevant, you know, huge <laughs> historical person. Um, but uh, for me, at that time in my life, growing up in New York and being a Mets fan, um, you know, he was, uh, you know, a person that I looked up to and to meet his mom, was pretty cool, especially with my mom there and have her meet her, have my mom meet his mom. That is pretty cool. Good story, nice. good story. That's nice. Darren, what you got? Are we gonna acknowledge the thing on his face? <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> oh yeah, I, I should have shaved. I didn't have to shave. So there's a little bit of fuzz there, but okay. I'm sorry. I'm so used to all the props that it's just like another like, yeah, it's like not even another version for, of Darren. I mean, this where I'm like, from, people wear these all the time. <laughs> See, our audio listeners who listen on podcast only are missing out because Darren is wearing a very fabulous red feathered mask directly from New Orleans. That's right. It's fabulous. Darren, you look great. But please, but continue. to answer Adri's question, um, I'm going to have to say uh, the most a fabulous mama that I've seen is the Broadway musical Mamma Mia, which features the, the incredible music of ABBA, who, I mean, this is relevant because it happened a few weeks ago. They got their start winning Eurovision. Yep. So Norway, <laughs> Norway sure got robbed this year <laughs> and we all know it. Okay. <laughs> they won the popular vote, but they lost the judges. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Sadly, that does happen sometimes. That does sound familiar. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys for sharing. Yeah. Do I get and to I'll... go? Of course, please. Oh, of course. Great. I think, I think, and it's very much because of this one saying, which I hope is a correct attribution quote, because I've always attributed it to her, which is Mother Teresa. Um, I believe this quote is attributed to her, and I've loved it. Uh, it is first we clothe them, then we feed them, and then if they ask, we tell them about God. That was my mom, actually. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay, all right. You know that's fair. That's Gina's mom, actually. No, I just if think that's ask. great because no matter what your religious beliefs are, if you have them at all, even if you don't have them, it still makes beautiful sense, and that yeah. I think is a great thing. Absolutely, we're all humans yeah. first. Yeah, and that's what matters. Yep, that's true. Even though sometimes we wear masks. Oh, that's There it true. is. That's and on true. that note, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adri, what do you got? I was just going to say on that note, Adam, why don't we tell him what the title is for this week? Oh, my goodness. Well, let me tell you what it is. The topic, of course, today is mother. And there it is. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Let's go over the rules for the game before we go into round one. Okay. Oh man, let's Adam. let's 
Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. We got a game show. It's a game show after all. Every game show has rules. So let's get to them. Absolutely. So the Saurians are inspired by the topic, which we all know is mother. These stories are going to be true and factual, but one is a bluff. One of the most important rules today is no audience help is allowed. Please write it in the, in the in the in the chat wherever you're watching, whether it's on YouTube or on Twitch. Put it in there, uh, and 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 but don't use the rest of the internet. The, the rest of the internet is off off limits. I know it's sad. It's going to be hard to do, but you got to do it for at least till the end of the show where we discover who's bluffing. That's right. Those are the rules. Those, Those are, the, are rules. the rules. Thank yes. you, Adri. Very cool. And for this show, we're going to have three rounds. And to keep track of those rounds, we're going to introduce the Round Tracker 9000 Series 2. We Ooh, spent all up. of our budget on it, so <laughs> don't expect anything else. And Adam's going to put it right on top of us right here to keep track. There it is. And with that being said, I think we're ready to go into round one, Adam. What do you oh think? Oh, my God. Let's do it. Let's go to round number one. Ah, look at that. It feels like a new round. Excellent, excellent. All right, so let's get started. Gina, why don't we start with you? Sure. With your topic. Of mother. Okay, and yeah. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to wait for the, the, the dong and the timer to set up. You're going to have 75 seconds in this first round. That goes for the other two as well. Okay. And then round two is going to be 60 seconds, and round three is going to be 45 seconds. Okay. Awesome. Are you ready? I, I think so, yes. Okay. All right, Adam. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Um, so I am in my 50s and I spent a lot, I spent a lot of money on a, a psychologist to talk about my childhood trauma that um, my parents did or may or may not have meant to give me. And I think that a lot of people do that. And what is interesting about that is that a lot of people are affected by their parents greatly in life. Um, but did you know that you uh, also are with your mother until she dies? And I'll tell you exactly how that works. Um, so when a woman becomes pregnant, uh, a lot of hormones change the body in a number of ways. One of the things that happens is uh, there's a hormone called relaxer that goes in and it actually makes your hips wider so that you can, your uterus uh, can grow and hold the baby. Uh, another thing that happens uh, is that you, uh, if you've ever heard of women having this thing called uh, brain, you know, brain fog or pregnancy fog, uh, that's because literally part of their gray matter in their brain goes away so that the other parts of the brain, the, the parts of the brain that are there to hold and help and nurture the baby can have a little bit more more uh, time to develop in those nine months as well. So you lose the gray matter that doesn't help you uh, raise your baby and you learn, uh, you are focused on more things like empathy and bonding and uh, being aware of your surroundings, reading people's faces so you can protect your baby. So a lot of stuff happens in, in the full nine months and I'll tell you more about that when we get back. All right, that sounds 100% plausible. Uh, Chris, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely. That is 100% plausible. And, and Gina uses the technique of immediately personalizing her story. Um, and it's, and it's, it's hard. It's hard to argue against that uh, right out of the gate. Uh, and we all do know, of course, that childbirth is real. So she's got that going for her. Um, Pretty sure. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then she, you know, then she went down into a little bit of a biology lecture. So, so far, everything seems to be on track for Gina to be a little bit truthful so far. Yep. I'm going for plausible. <laughs> I agree. Darren, what say you? 
Well, of all the people in this show tonight, I've known Gina the longest. And uh, she may forget that I know that she has famously wide hips. <laughs> yes, Suitable I do. for childbirth. <laughs> I do. I had them long before I was ever pregnant. <laughs> long before she was pregnant. And so it's hard to imagine how pregnancy could make her hips even wider than they are. I know. I know. Insider knowledge. I mean, I haven't been women. there, but I heard that they never go back to the same shape. That's what some women say. Mine already That's started that way. <laughs> That's awesome. It's she was just a baby cannon to begin with. It's a rude How little trick that? by God, but it happened. <laughs> <laughs> so we're both, or we're all on the same page that Gina's story is completely plausible as of right now. And I have white hips, Adri. And she has <laughs> white hips Very for child-birthing reasons. Excellent. Keep track of the facts here. Those are yeah. facts. Those are facts. 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 All right, let's move on. Let's get Chris in the middle. Chris, are you okay. ready for your round one? I am indeed ready. All right, Adam, take it away. So, Eleanor of Antiquane was one of the most powerful and influential figures of the Middle Ages, uh, inheriting a vast estate at the age of 15, made her the most sought-after bride of her generation. She would eventually become the Queen of France, the Queen of England, and lead a crusade to the Holy Land. She is also credited with establishing preserving many of the courtly rituals of chivalry that we still have today. Some have even called her the Mother of Europe. Born in what is now southern France, she was well-educated by her cultured father, who was the Duke of Aquitaine, uh, thoroughly versed in literature, philosophy, and languages, uh, which was unusual for women, not necessarily women of, of stature, but to that degree, she was vastly above her peers. Um, and uh, she inherited her father's crown upon his death when she was only 15 years old, becoming by far the most eligible single woman in Europe. She was placed under the guardianship of the King of France, King of France, and then within hours was betrothed to his son and his heir, Louis. And I'll get to what happens next in the second round. All right. A lot of historical names Jews there, Louis being one of them. I love it. Gina, uh, So, what are yes. your comments on that? Well, my comments are, I got a little hung up, and I apologize, Chris, because it was a really lovely story, uh, but I got a little hung up with France, England, and then the Holy Land. Where is the Holy Land? What do they consider the Holy Land? Conroy and I-4. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure I had, like, the story. Yeah, okay, so, um, so this is plausible so far, then, with that little tidbit of information. <laughs> Thank you. All right. And Darren, what do you, what do you think? Well... As I just alluded to, I believe Chris was driving down I-4 and saw the Holy Land experience being torn down. And he was inspired by learning about the the, the Queen of Versailles uh, being the, the, the one who uh, was involved with Westgate Resorts, who built the largest private home in America and also financed the Holy Land experience. And he's, he's uh, you know, just channeling the downfall of that family in America. Somebody's been reading the Orlando Sentinel. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, no. Is it the Siegler family? They were friends of mine. And no? Yes? No. no. Uh-huh. Okay. No. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 
All right, let's move on uh, with Darren. It's your turn uh, for doing round number one. You have 75 seconds. Are you ready? We. All right, Adam, whenever you're ready. (laughs) Let's do it. All right, I'm going to tell you the story of Mother's Restaurant from my hometown of New Orleans, Louisiana. In 1929, Simon and Mary Landry opened Mother's Restaurant on Poydras Street, which back then was known as Restaurant Row. And though Simon and Mary passed away in the 1950s, 94 years later, it's still a family-owned restaurant, and they're still doing what they did best making po' boy sandwiches. Mm -mm. Back in 1929, longshoremen, laborers, attorneys, newspapermen, you name it, they lined up out the door to buy one of their now famous sandwiches, such as the Ferdy or the Debris. And uh, nowadays, uh, the clientele is a little more varied. Mother's is a big tourist stop, and you might just see a movie star rubbing elbows with the locals. But don't expect Brad Pitt or whoever to cut in line because regardless of how famous you are, just like your mother, they don't play favorites at Mother's. <laughs> everybody gets treated the same at Mother's, whether, where their motto is everybody gets fed, everybody comes back. Especially the United States Air Force, which we'll talk about in the next segment. All right. I got to say, that's the first segment that I've ever uh, heard that's made me hungry. So that's pretty good. (laughs) Oh, and you should be. I've been there. The sandwiches are... mm. I've never been. I'm adding it to the list right now. I can attest. I have had the pleasure. Yeah. Gina, what do you think? Have you had a mother's sandwich or pole? No, no. My mom's given me shit before, but I've never had a sandwich from her. So there's a, the, 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 uh, I love that. I wanted the song to continue. And I love that energy. And then I wanted Darren to just take off his shirt. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I have no, all of the songs right I'll, now. I'll give him leave to not. I'll give him leave to not. Wait, oh boy, Darren, you are pale. <laughs> I am. I'm from New Orleans. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Well, that's all I have so far. So fo- so far, all of the stories, including my own, are plausible. So I have nothing. Yeah, more, you know, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no red flags yet. Chris, yes. what do you think? I, I agree about the the lack of red flags. However, however, what self-respecting native of New Orleans? Would pronounce New Orleans, New Orleans, as <laughs> so. So, not a red flag, but a yellow flag. I'm keeping an eye out on his story. All right. That's for all the neophytes out there. That's a very good observation, Chris. Very good. Well, with that, can we check the Round Tracker 9000 series there two? There it is. Oh yeah. We have a full round. We do. We do, and we're ready to move on to round two. Adam, take it away. We got to do what we got to do. Let's go to round two. Ah! Here we are. Round two. Again, that fresh round smell, because round one is no good anymore. Round two is where it's at. It's all gone. Adri, the floor is yours. Awesome. So what we're going to do now is we're going to hear again from our three historians, but this time they're going to have 60 seconds instead of 75. So the... The, the ante is up. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start round two with Chris. Chris, can you get in the middle? I can get in the middle. Um, there you and, are. Right. <laughs> so just for the record, I didn't know the story was about aunties. I thought to tell a story about a mother, but let's go. <laughs> okay, all right. Then. I like that. All That's right. good. Yeah. Uh, Adam, whenever you're ready. All right. 
Thank you for the permission. And with that, Chris, the floor is yours. So the king of France died. Louis becomes uh, the king. Louis and Eleanor were married in July 1137, but had little time to get to know one another uh, because his father fell ill and died, and they were soon crowned king and queen of France. Their first years as rulers were filled with power struggles, and Louis made several mistakes on the military front and diplomatically blunders that would just set him at odds with many different people, including the Pope, the very powerful Pope in Italy. Uh, his troops mistakenly massacred hundreds of innocent people in a town called Vitri when they were burned in a church that the townsfolk were hiding in during a siege. Uh, so riddled with guilt, Louis and Eleanor agreed to the Pope's call for a crusade in 1145. The crusade did not go well in Jerusalem, by the way, Gina, uh, and Eleanor and Louis grew increasingly estranged. After several years, Louis faced increasing public criticism and they were granted an annulment from each other and separated. Their two daughters left were left in the custody of the king. More to come. Wow. wow. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I'm back in like high school in history class where there were so many things being thrown at you that like you had no idea what was happening. I'm back in that moment right now. <laughs> oh, we're Gina. doing it right then. Ah. <laughs> How are you? Well, so all I could think of was when he was saying that all those people were in a church and then burned. I was thinking of that scene from The Patriot where they go and they burn mm -hmm. that little. It's like, ah, oh, it's an horrible scene. I, I'm like, if that really happened, I hate this story. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think it's I think it's very doable that that actually did yeah, happen. It, this is plausible. That's what's so yeah. sad. <laughs> Darren, how about you? Where are your emotions at? You know, I, I'm I'm thinking of the. The scene from Animal House was too many Louis, like Louis, Louis. You gotta go now. Wait a Lotus sees us, he'll love us. All right, and are either of you swaying in one direction or the other at this point? I know Chris is the only person that's gone from round two, but is anything, are there any red flags on for Chris yet? <clears throat> Mm. No, he got me with the, the burning of the church. And I know you knew that. I know you knew I'd like that. <laughs> so. Well, now your heartstrings. That's what's happening there. Wow. Gina loves a burning church. She yeah. really does. That gets her every time. It's uh, straight to her heart. <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, let's move on with Darren. Darren, can you get in the middle? Okay. Right. Get in there. There he goes. Okay. Jump. There, there okay. he is. Oh, <laughs> right, whoa, whoa. God, that mask you have 60 me. seconds for this round two. Whenever you're ready or when you hear the, the timer and the dong, go for it. During World War II, mothers became a local hangout for the Air Force, or as it was called back then, the Army Air Corps. Mary and Simon Landry had seven children, two of which were girls, but the five boys were all of age for service when the war broke out and all five boys joined the Army Air Corps and served at a wartime base in nearby Kenner, Louisiana. And when the boys came home on leave, their buddies would often meet them at Mother's and soon the word spread all across Kenner Air Station about the enormous delicious sandwiches that were cheap for even an enlisted Army man to afford. But uh, the Air Force tradition didn't stop there. Later after the war, Frances Landry was the first woman to be accepted into the United States Air Force. 
And this special association with the Air Force earned the, the mothers the title of Tun Tavern of New Orleans in the late 1960s. Okay. Okay. The story remains plausible. Gina, what do you have to I, say about this? Okay. This is where I get to call bluff. Okay. Because we all know from that Ben Affleck film um, where the – no, we do, right? Like that they don't send – like they stop sending five brothers off to war because they had to go get Private Ryan back. I mean we That's all know that on. story and therefore mothers – it's not true because they would not have sent five people to a war. They sent them to Kenner, which is like sending me to Altamont Springs. Oh, that's very Ayo. different. That's very different. I reserve my right to vote in the last round now. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Chris, what do you have to say? Well, um, I ha had a similar flag, except I'm pointing my flag now at Gina because it was actually uh, Matt Damon, not Ben Affleck, who played Private Ryan. No, no, uh, but he was in there. He was the guy from New Jersey, his buddy. Uh, well, uh, no. no, I think he's no. He's referring to the movie Dogma. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, um, with respect to Darren, you know, Gina's bluff challenge aside, uh, with respect to Darren's story, um, yeah, again, still, still quite plausible. Um, and I'm waiting to hear now that he's introduced uh, Francis. Uh, let's see what happens with Francis. By the way, uh, she doesn't like anyone calling her Francis. Everybody called her Psycho. Psycho, yes. Oh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> is that also a Ben Affleck movie? No, that's Starring a Stripes. Matt Damon? That's a, that's a Stripes reference that Darren and I are showing our age by knowing just the Oh, end. Stripes. Oh, my God. I love that film. I just don't know it with that, that level that's of That's Ben Murray. Oh, <laughs> guys. If you guys could go ahead and quote Major Payne, then I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm go. with you there. Have, it was oh, a John Candy good. movie, too. So. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah, All right. Well, we got okay, here we are. one last spot in round two. Gina, yeah. I believe it's okay. you. Oh, that rhymed. Okay. Oh, oh very does. nicely. Done. There you okay. are. You're okay, in the middle. Okay. All right. Let's wait for the dong. Okay. I always wait for the dong. Okay. So um, now we have uh, the, the thing about this is that children all go through this very similar hormonal surge during adolescence. So much so that they now call this uh, pregnancy surge matrescence, which is like mother essence. <laughs> no, I don't know. But it's called matrescence because you get very similar. Like there's a lot of things changing in your brain and a, a similar rush of hormones. Now, there are some that are literally designed to um, make you understand, like I said before, your surroundings so you can protect your baby. Um, they are uh, they they change your brain so that you are actually able to not multitask per se, but stay up longer, um, go without sleep a little bit longer, uh, things like that. So now here's where it gets very, very interesting. So while your mother changes to do all of this, while you are inside of her, you are also shedding some of your cells, which leak through the placenta and go into your mom's organs and stay with her. And I'll tell you more about how all of that works in the last round. Wow. wow! I know. I know. Who would have known that we were like snakes, just molting inside of our moms? How exciting! So cool. Chris, well, what do you have to say? I will start out by saying, for the love of God, I hope she said S H E D D I N G at the end. Oh. There. And, uh, <laughs> having, having that, having that out of the way. They didn't um, say how. They just <laughs> <laughs> having that out of the way. Um, she talked about. 
mattress essence and mashed up the words basically and it talked about changing your brain going without sleep she's basically just describing being high just being on drugs um and so so that is you know that's not a connection with your mom that's just called being a teenager (laughs) (laughs) that's true i believe it my mom always said there was one week out of the month that was a total b even when I was like a little baby. Even when and, you were little. Yeah, like like for for real. So I believe that's that's very true. Uh, Darren, what do you have to say? I mean, she talked about hormones making it so you could stay up at night and stuff, and it's, that's not hormones. That's Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Red probably wins. mixed with vodka if you're pregnant. Oh, <laughs> Wait, I think Red Bull. Uh, red, red, red flag. <laughs> red flag. Red, red flag. Bull. Red Bull. It gives moms wings. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hmm. For sure. All right. So now that we've officially reached the end of round two, wow. are there any red flags from any of you? Are you swaying in any one direction? Give me, give me an idea of where your head's at here. I was swaying towards Darren until I got my, my reference was wrong. So, <laughs> Chris, what do you, I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, so. I am I am definitely leaning in one direction. I'm not going to reserve the right to announce oh. it in the third round. Oh, oh he's saying it right. Okay. No accusations yet. We are accusation free, Darren. Accusation free, Darren. I, my face is a mask. <laughs> it sure oh, is. All right, all right. So essentially, we didn't even need to do that little round because none of us have. So we got absolutely nowhere. Perfect. <laughs> I right. guess we're ready for round three. Yeah. Oh man. All right. There's nothing left to do but go to round three. <laughs> there we are. This is it. This is the final round. Avery. This is it. This is a big moment. Are you guys ready? Yes. Ready. Yeah. All right. Yes. So why don't we let's start off with Darren for this round. Oh, ho, ho. Darren, oh. you're gonna wrap it up. You got 45 <laughs> seconds to finish this story about mothers. Wait for the All dawn, right. and then you can go. Okay. So mother's biggest claim to fame is not its longevity as a New Orleans institution, nor its association with the United States Air Force, but the fact that the po' boy sandwich was actually invented there or at least named there. In 1929, soon after Mothers opened, the New, York, the New Orleans streetcar drivers went on strike. And in a show of support for the strike, Mothers offered free sandwiches to anyone on strike. In a 1929 New Orleans Times-Picayune newspaper article, Mary Landry is quoted as saying, Just tell them po' boys to come around at lunchtime and there ain't no charge. And forever, the name Po' Boy became part of the language of my hometown. Good to know. Good to know. I've always wondered why it was called a Po' Boy, and I never assumed it had anything to do with a poor boy. Gina, what what do you think? Well, I'm going to go on record and be hated for this, but I don't like Po' Boys. Um, I know. I know. That's crazy. Do they serve other kinds of food? Because I'd be curious about I mean, I like Yes, there is other food in there. Oh, yeah. I can attest to that. I'm not a big fan either. So I'm, you're not a big fan either, no? No, too much bread. Yeah, yeah. So, But you got to have it in New Orleans where the French bread is so different. Wait. Okay. Well, shit, I've never had it light. on French bread before. I've only gotten it in school cafeterias. <laughs> mm. See, there's the problem. 
Tina's been eating the wrong sandwich the whole time. <laughs> the sandwich. I have the wrong reference, the wrong sandwich. <laughs> You'll get it one of these days, Gina. Yeah. Gina, I feel like I interrupted you. Did you have something no, else you No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. You're good? I don't know if All right. Did we hear from Chris? Yeah, Chris, what do you say? We have not heard from me. I, uh, I thought for a half a second there that Darren messed up in his delivery when he accidentally said rider strike instead of streetcar oh. strike. And <laughs> the rider strike that's going on now, of course, is all over the news uh, in, in some circles. And uh, so that makes me wonder, maybe Darren is reaching because his story is so plausible, it could easily be fake. It sounds so true that it could be fake. And, yeah. and, and the fact that he uh, mistakenly referenced Rider Strike but then quickly corrected himself, quickly edited himself, uh, mm. makes me wonder if he was just picking up some pieces from the news. So I'm going to wait until I hear Gina's story to figure out which one I think is possible. Oh, but, but I have flags up now on both of them. Ooh, Thanks. Okay. All right. Flags are well, up. Very convenient that you mentioned Gina because she is next. Okay. Gina, All right. please move yourself to the middle. There we go. And when okay. you hear the dog, you're ready to go. Okay. So this is what happens. You, there's a thing where, it, and I can't pronounce it, and if I could, I would. But there's a thing where <laughs> your cells go into your mom's body. Now, while they are in her blood and in her organs, they are used if you if the mother were to get hurt while she was pregnant. Um, all of the little antibodies from the little children's cells will go to that part of the body to fix it. So it helps her while some of our other parts of her brain are gone. So it's an interesting theory, uh, not theory, it's an interesting uh, hypothesis that they have now. So because one thing that happens with these cells is they work as stem cells and they help fight things like cancer, Alzheimer's, lung disease, but they also can give you cancer and a few other autoimmune diseases so right now the research is very small on this but women with babies who have had babies will sometimes keep those stem cells in their organs until they die so your mother if she lives or when she finally you know goes to the great beyond has part of you with her always wow how about that it's so sweet Sweet. I, I hope always it's freaking true. Know what you're up to. <laughs> I hope it's true. Unless you have like a demon child, then you're like, oh, get out of me. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> that's oh, like geez. the worst luck. <laughs> yeah, right. Demon Man. child stem cells. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Darren, how do you feel about Gina's wrap up of her story? Well, Gina knows that it's currently against the law in Florida to talk about stem cells. <laughs> and that I assume. therefore we have assume, no yeah. way of being able to know if anything she said is true. So it's mm. a very convenient way to just bullshit mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I love convenience. <laughs> so I use yeah. it my, to a fault. <laughs> it's very convenient that this show is based out of Florida because we pretty much can't fact check Pretty much anything that anyone <laughs> says. No. That's, so, right. That's right. True. I don't know. Should this show be called History Bluffs or just Bluffs? <laughs> I don't know. We live Florida in Bluffs. Florida. Florida Bluffs. <laughs> Chris, what do you think now that you've well, heard Gina's story? Again, you know, uh, uh, just like Darren, Gina has an alarmingly plausible story through three <laughs> rounds. Uh, however, she lost me on her object work. She said stem cells and stem cells do not have spider legs. Uh, so, uh, so that don't. Was, that was a definite flag for me. Uh, That's a red so, flag. Wow. Yeah, wow. So, yeah. So I'll I'll leave it at that for the moment. 
I do that right, when I play perfect. poker too. That's how you can tell I'm lying. <laughs> I oh, you do little spiders. <laughs> gotcha. Cards. Okay. All yep. right. Perfect. Yep. Well, with that said, we're up to our last historian, our last bit of the round. Chris, are you ready to wrap this up and take it home? I am ready to bring it home. All right. Wait for the dong. Okay. So within two months of her annulment, Eleanor married Henry, the Duke of Normandy. She had been rumored to have had an affair with her new husband's father, King Stephen of England. But the marriage went ahead, and within two years, Henry and Eleanor were crowned King of, and Queen of England after Henry's ascension to the throne upon Stephen's death. Eleanor's marriage to Henry was more successful than her first marriage when she only had two daughters, although not lacking in drama and discord. They fought a lot. However, Henry and Eleanor had eight children together. Two of her sons would go on to become kings of England, Richard the Lionhearted and his brother, King John, who took the throne while Richard was away on the second crusade in the Holy Land, Jerusalem. Chris, is that the end of your story, or do you have that, any last second? Yeah. Okay, perfect. No, uh, Gina. Yeah. Gina. I am impressed by Eleanor bagging two kings and having two kids as kings. I mean, that's an impressive lineage. All right, Eleanor. Eleanor of Antiquin. I, I had something. I thought it would come to me. I thought that would be a really funny <laughs> thing. <right? laughs> that's good. That is very funny itself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Darren, how do you feel about it? Eleanor Vanta Queen. No, I'll come up with something. Okay, right. yeah, yeah. We'll come back to you. It's your workshop it. Darren, well, what are your you thoughts? Know, Eleanor Vanta Queen is insane. Or Eleanor Vanta Queen, her son's <laughs> cells are in her brain. Uh, oh. Oh, boy. I am pretty sure. <laughs> Pretty sure that Chris has just watched Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, because his British yes. accent is exactly as good as Kevin Costner's. In that that's a that's a sting. That's a sting. King yep. John, King Richard. Uh, mm -hmm. All yeah. we were missing was Little John and the Merry Men. Your French yep. accent is about as good as Kevin Costner's also. <laughs> Thank you. You're but have you guys seen Dragonfly? That is his like saving grace. No, I have not. It's definitely good. It All definitely right. makes up for the accent situation that he has, okay. for sure. Okay, thank you. All right, so let's check out the Round Tracker 9000 Series 2. Well, let's take a look. And, oh, got a it's full. We got a full tracker. It's full. We did it. Full. We did it. <laughs> we did All it. Right. Rounds are in. We've told Rounds the stories. It's happening. I want to do one final walkthrough here with the three historians and see which side you guys are leaning on. Let's get a blame game going. Gina, let's start okay. with you. Okay, I'm going to go with Darren because I like Eleanor's style. If, right. and I, if it's not true, it's a great story and I like it. <laughs> so. mm. All right, perfect. So you're choosing Darren as the bluff, correct? Yes, wow. yes. Okay. Because okay. I can't choose myself even if I am bluffing because that's not right. part of the game. <laughs> so. that's true. That is true. Very okay. true. Cool. Chris, which way do you sway well, in this game? Because we never heard about Francis uh, that he mentioned at the end of round two, in round three, I was a little disappointed that we never got back to it because I thought he promised some sort of resolution to Francis' situation. However, uh, you know, I've been to Mother's and everything <laughs> he says is, is sounding true. 
um, and the food there is delicious. So I'll just say, based on stem cells, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna accuse Gina of being the bluff. Damn it! All right, <laughs> talking with big. your hands always gives you away. It's tough being Italian. I mean, I don't know personally. I'm just assuming it's tough being Italian. <laughs> so we got a vote for Gina and a vote for Darren. Okay, Darren. Are you going to break the tie or, or are you going to make it even wilder? What's going on? Uh, I, I'm going to have to agree with Chris and, and vote for, for Gina and, and all of these stem cells. Just because I don't know anything about them because I'm from Florida. <laughs> and so she could be making this, this whole thing up. I don't know if stem cells exist. I just know that they're somehow bad and that I should vote for certain people because of stem cells. <laughs> um, I do, do now know? officially uh, officially vote for Darren because he said he's from Florida and in his story he said he was from New Orleans. Okay, uh, Adrigo. Oh. <laughs> oh. Originally from New Orleans. Oh, yes, I know, I know, I'm just fucking. All right, so we've got two votes for Gina, one vote for Darren, and a group trip to New York so we can look at the medical journals so we can find out what's going on, <laughs> yeah. correct? And then right. a trip to New Orleans to have sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. Top All right. Line. So with that said, I think we're ready to find out who the bluff is. I don't know. Only the tech knows. Adam, when That's you're ready, right. let's All make right. this happen. Okay, Adrian, I'm going to have you step off of our virtual stage and make room mm -hmm. for only the accused historians. Jacques. All right, lining them up. <laughs> Here they are all lined up. And I will... <laughs> was your bluff. That never who happens. Could it, who could it be? Was it Gina? Or was your bluff Chris? Or could your bluff have been Darren? Oh. <laughs> I will find out. I'm going to reveal it to you. I already know. The bluff. This tonight, this whole time, it was Darren. Oh. Ooh. Oh, it was him the whole time. It really was Darren the whole time. Would have never guessed. Uh, nice, nice, nice woven tail. Nice woven tail. Very nice, Darren. Good job. Uh, did you guys feel bamboozled? Like, what's going on emotionally? Walk me through where you're at right now. Well, you had trouble. Oh, sorry. I wasn't. I wasn't confident about it, though. I'm going to be honest. I, I really wasn't sure. Your stories were both great. So, so here, here's the thing about mothers. It's been around since 1938, not 1929. Oh, you trickster. And, and the po' boy was invented in 1929 during a streetcar strike when another restaurant said, hey, if you're on strike, come on by. All you po' boys can have a free sandwich. Was it Ruth's Chris? It was Ruth's Chris. Okay, yeah. They're from no, there. God. She's from there. No, no, it's not Ruth's Chris. That's one fancy sandwich. Mothers yeah. is still making po' boys to this day on Poydras Street. Not uh, the original family, but it's still a family-run restaurant. Nice. Well, that's awesome. Guys, thank you so much for sharing your stories with us. If you're at home watching, please like us on YouTube, like us on Twitch. Join us next week for another show. We're so thankful to have you guys. Have a great night. Yeah. Love it. All right. You heard her. Here we go. Let's take it out. Let's take it home. That was History Bluffs. And that was our story for this week. I just want to say good night and thank you, AG, for hosting. And thank you. don't forget, 
We're here every week. Make sure you're here too, because History Bluffs is where truth is stranger than fiction. <laughs>